The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren, along with G. Cobb and Michael Perry from OTRSportsOnline.com. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw a little bit of interesting news this week. Uh, I figured we should probably discuss it. They, uh, it was 1964 all over again in Philadelphia. They traded a uh, franchise quarterback to the Redskins, except this time we didn't get Norm Sneed in return, which thank God for that. But the Eagles did get a second-round pick and a fourth that jumps to a third next year based on playing time in exchange for Mr. Donovan McNabb. And obviously you guys probably noticed it slid up the uh, local phone lines and then all the blogs and websites and the Facebook and the people commenting about whether it was a good move or a bad move or stupid or Cobb's a better lead. I mean, boy, the nut jobs come out when this stuff happens. And, uh, you know, what's your initial take here? Obviously, you have two guys that are on the last year of their contract in McNabb and Cobb. I consider Vic to be relatively irrelevant. Uh, from a business point of view, you can kind of understand. Forget the football side of it. you got a 25-year-old. It looks like he could play a little bit. So they obviously made the move. They're going to Cobb, but Donovan can still play, and you know, you're still unloading a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback to a division rival. Gee, were you shocked when you heard it was the Redskins? Well, uh, there was a surprise. I um, uh, had uh, known that there was some interest by the Redskins. Uh, I didn't know how serious it was. And the way uh, that we eventually found out is that the uh, that Mike Shanahan and the Redskins were, were seriously interested uh, back when the, when uh, they found out that the McNabb was available. But they right. didn't think the Eagles would be willing to trade him within the division. And uh, that's where the, uh, you know, the, the surprise was that the Eagles were willing to trade him uh, within the division. And I think it was because they weren't getting the kind of offers they wanted from other people. Uh, but I think the main thing was that they – that uh, McNabb and his agent kind of forced the Eagles' hand in that they let them know that they were willing to go to the Redskins and possibly sign an extension, whereas with the Raiders and with the Buffalo Bills, they were not going to be willing to sign an extension, so uh, the Eagles' compensation wouldn't be as much. So that's, that's how it kind of steered that way, and uh, it still is a surprise. There's no doubt about it because it makes the Redskins better, and, and normally you don't do things – to make the other teams better. So, really, if the Eagles quarterback situation, they helped get uh, Anthony Spencer down in Dallas, and they've got Donovan McNabb in, in Washington. You know, it's funny, G. I thought of that when, that when I was looking through this. I said, well, I guess we're going to find out how that Anthony Spencer deal went in 2007 because the Eagles, of course, are Kevin Cobb with that pick. Uh, and now they get rid of Donovan, so now these trades are really going to come to a head, and the Eagles are going to see what, the, what their, uh, their little deals 
have done over the last couple of years. Perry, you think it's an awful idea to, uh, to send to a division rival, and are the Eagles the worst team in the division right now? If you had to guess, I know it's before the draft and we can't say, but right now would you say the Eagles are the worst in the division? Uh, well, to address your first question, I don't think it was an awful deal to, uh, to send to the Redskins. Maybe not the smart enough, you know, the, the smartest deal to do that, but definitely not awful. Um, are, are they the are they the worst team in the division? Man, they could be. They, they really could be. I was I was a little bit surprised last year with the Giants, and it seems like they took a step back. So I'm not sure if they're going to take another step back again this year. Um, you know, the, the Redskins. You know, they have McNabb now, but I mean, they still have that shaky offensive line that they have to address in the draft. Um, yeah, they don't necessarily have the weapons to make that uh, a powerful offense, but, you know, McNabb's done it before without weapons. So I, I think you have right now, I think you have the Dallas Cowboys, and then you have three teams that are, I think one of those three between the Giants, Redskins, and the Eagles is probably going to be your your second best team, and then you're going to have probably two teams that aren't too good. And, uh it could be a good chance the Eagles are going to be one of those two teams. No, you're exactly right. And you mentioned something, too, is that, you know, Donovan's really going to a team that has no offensive line whatsoever. Uh, I know they brought in Artis Hicks, which is fine, you know, kind of a journeyman guy, but he could play. He could play better than some of the other guys they had down there. Uh, they're supposedly talking to Flozell Adams. Uh, maybe they take Okung or this, so is it Trent? What's his, um, who's the other lineman I'm thinking of that they had him? Uh, I'll have to find it. Um, but you have to think they're going to take alignment at four overall, so they're going to work on that. But as of now, Donovan's going to be running for his life, and I don't care what weapons you have. I mean, we saw this with the Cowboys game last year. You know, they had a jailbreak coming up the middle, and then after the Cowboys beat the Eagles, we saw the same thing. The Vikings did the same thing. Romo looked like he didn't even want to be a part, out there, just like Donovan did. I mean, well, you know, the, the, the Redskins are going, are going to run the ball more, so that, that's going to change things a bit. True, so that uh, they're not going to be interested in throwing the ball, you know, 50 times and having like a New York Giant game that the Eagles had and give up 12 sacks. Uh, they would be willing to say, okay, we'll play a close game and we're going to run the ball and we're going to depend on our defense. Uh, they're willing to play that, that type of ball. So that's where it's somewhat of a difference. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Donovan taking the, the battering because they will put the ball on the ground. Now, the big thing uh, that I think with the Redskins is going to be uh, what do they do? I think they're going to try to get some veteran guys, especially at the tackle positions, because if you get a couple of veteran tackles, you can fill in guys inside. You know, they got a center. Uh, they got Hicks to play one of the guards. Uh, they're looking at Flozell Adams, and um, <clears throat> we'll see who, who they can get on that other tackle. Well, but because um, we know that. Their defense is pretty good. It has been pretty good. I don't think it gets the credit it deserves because overall the offense is pretty bad and they don't win a ton of games. You know, so here's my concern. We know Albert Hainsworth is making a stink, and he wants out. They want him out. They want no parts of him. When the guy plays in the three, uh, in the four three, he could be a dominant player. Absolutely. They're going to a three four, even though they said it's going to be a hybrid transition. They're not going to go full on to the three four. They're going to try and mix it up a little bit. That I mean. Rack Paul on the outside, I have no worries about. I bet he is an outside linebacker. He's probably fine. Probably very good. Uh, you know, you still got London Fletcher inside. Do they really have the firepower to go to a three-four? And that could offense decide that could derail their season if they don't if they don't make the right transition. Correct? Well, you know, they. I mean, they've got a good defensive secondary. 
they've been able to play good defense without having a great pass rush. So, I, you know, I don't think that there's any reason to get alarmed with the fact that whatever they do, because uh, if you noticed, I mean, uh, they've got a pass rusher uh, in Arakpo, but they were fine uh, before he got there. I mean, they still played good defense. So uh, I think that uh, there'll be a better defense if they keep Hainsworth around because he's going to force you to double-team him, which is going to free other people up. Uh, if they play a hybrid style, then uh, I think the big thing you could do is uh, you can rotate guys, but I, I think it's very important. If you get inside pressure on a pass rush or a run, you can't, you can't run your offense. So that's why uh, if I were to have, you know, I mean, you could get a dominant defensive tackle. Like, really, <clears throat> uh, if the Eagles were to able to get a guy like Hainsworth, of course you've got to get him to play. But, you know, he's the kind of guy they need. They need somebody at the defensive tackle position like that because he's going to make the outside pass rushers better. He's not going to let the quarterback stand uh, step up in the pocket. And then inside, you, you've got to double team him so much it's hard to run the ball in there. And you see the difference, really, between having, a, uh, having uh, Hainsworth on the Tennessee Titans defense and not having him. You see how that team fell apart this year. Yeah, but why doesn't Hainsworth know this? Why is he such a punk? He is. He's a punk at this point. That's what he is. You've got $40 million. If they tell you to punt, you go punt. You well, no, I, I, I don't agree on. with that. I don't agree with that as much because see, if you play, I, I don't think a guy as big as he is, I think he's vulnerable playing the nose guard because you, you can get cut and you get your knee blown out. You know, uh, the, the short, squatty guys, are, uh, they play that position better. And I, I can understand him not wanting to play it. Uh, I, I think if you're getting that kind of money, you know, you should play. But uh, the fact that they're making this move with him there, I, I don't think it makes any sense. I mean, if you had a player that dominant and you could get him to play, I, you know, I would want to play a 4-3. Uh, I agree. You know, I mean, look, look at Tennessee. Look how good they were the year before where all they did was run the ball and play defense. And you know, they didn't do a lot through the air. And, and, they, and they, what did they, what were they, 13-3? and three? The year before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they think... went to, like, losing all the stars. See, I'm not a fan of that, and that's one of the reasons I like Mike Tomlin when he came into Pittsburgh. He said, all right, well, I mean, he was a Tampa 2 guy, but he said, all right, you run the three forwards, seems to be working, keep doing it. Why do coaches have to come in and change and put a scheme in when they don't have the personnel to fit that team? What's Andre Carter going to do? I mean, I mean it, he's not you know, I guess they're going to transfer him to it. It's, it's stupid. And the thing is, their problem wasn't their defense. No, it's not. Perry, do you like that at all? switch you think Hainsworth has a point no I mean I mean Hainsworth probably in that front seven is your focal point so you got to put him in the spot that he's going to be most effective so it's definitely couldn't defensive end of the three four be effective for him too uh, it's a lot easier to double team see in the um in the in the three four a defensive end lines up head up on the tackle he's not he's not taking a side uh when you're in the four three you see the they line up in the gaps, and it's a lot easier for them to split the double team, and that's what Hainsworth is best at, is splitting the double team, getting penetration, which either is going to screw up the running play or screw up a pass play. So, uh, I, I mean, if you've got a guy like that, I don't see why you wouldn't want to uh, accommodate him. And, and then the thing that they should do, which is this, is this might be a way in which they keep him happy, and, is they basically play a hybrid, which is – when they do the nose, they can move them out to end. 
when they play 34, and when they're playing 4-3, they move him back in the tackle. That's what I would do because uh, that's what the that's what the Buddy Ryan did with uh, Reggie White. He he put Reggie in positions to let him to try to get him singled when he could because this guy can dominate for you and make everything easier for everybody else. And you know, but 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 we'll see what they do. You have to think that the Redskins are going to be smart about it. If Hainsworth is on the roster, they'll just use him the best way they can. I would have to think that. we got more to talk about, though, on the other side. This is G-Cop in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. we got more football to talk about in a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Hi, we're back here on G Cobb in the house. VoiceAmericaSports.com, Michael Warren, along with G. Cobb and Michael Perry. And we were just kind of going over this McNabb trade, as you may have guessed. And we were talking about the Redskins a lot and how that's going to affect them. Uh, but let's kind of look at what happens with the Eagles now. Uh, obviously, it's Cobb's job. It's Kevin Cobb's job. And they've even pretty much made it clear this is not an open competition. So, Mr. Vick, any hope that you have of starting is not going to happen in Philadelphia uh, unless something happens to Cobb. But... 
the, the big debate has been, oh, are the Eagles better with or without Donovan? And it's almost irrelevant at this point because there's so many other holes on this team. You look at the offensive line, you, you don't know – you don't. You just don't know what's going to happen with Jamal Jackson coming back, or when he comes back, or how good he'll be. You know they shuffle these guys around. Um, you got a left tackle that can't block, by the way. He can't pass block, so that's a good thing for a guy that likes to throw the ball. And the defense is horrific. I mean, this is going from a real strength on this team to becoming something of a joke. I mean, what do you guys think? Is this even? I mean, is the quarterback going to even matter? Can they block enough? Are they going to run enough? Can they stop anybody this year? Well, I think. I mean, I think the quarterback's going to matter a little bit. I mean, they they have an offense that can put up some points. So, so if Cobb can step right in and and you know keep stride with that offense, you know they're going to put up points. And uh, so the chances of them getting you know completely blown out each game, you know, aren't necessarily there. But you, you have a defense. I agree with you. That's kind of horrific right now. So can that defense, you know, hold hold uh, the opposing offenses to maybe 21, 24 points, but our offense is scoring that? It, I don't know. But, you know, our offense is going to have to score a lot of points. So I, I think Kevin Cobb is definitely a major factor in how this team does next year. But here's, here's the, my concern there is if, if they can't block well enough for him, if he's running for his life, if he's making throws with guys in his face, if there's picks coming out, if he's getting knocked around and can't play week to week because he's getting such a beating – well, that's where that's where he can't that's where he can't make the mistake, you know. I mean, we're we're going to know pretty quick if he's going to make the the smart decision, throw the ball away, or throw the ball up for grabs and and given the you know pick six or change in field position or that. So, you know, Kevin Cobb's going to learn pretty quick here. And and that's the big thing too with all of McNabb's detractors. Oh, finally, he's not going to be skipping passes and this and smiling and playing air guitar. Well, you know what else he's not going to be doing? He's not going to be throwing picks. That's what he does. He doesn't throw picks. And that's huge when you throw the ball that much. So, that, to me, the big thing that I'm looking at with Cobb, I've seen him stand and deliver a football pretty well. I've seen him take some shots. I think he's a tough kid. I think he's a smart kid. I think he's accurate in the, in the small to, to medium range passes. To me, is he turned the ball over. Those are killers. They're absolute killers. And that is the biggest concern I have with Kevin Cobb. Because you saw, guys, A.J. Feely ran this offense. If you remember against the Patriots in 2007, you know, Feely was moving him up and down the field, but he had those killer picks. And they are. I mean, gee, is there any, anything of the bigger question you have about Cobb than the picks? Well, you know, I've been saying it for a while uh, about the interceptions. I mean, the thing about it is it, it is uh, the area where just like you've got a, a veteran or, or, I mean, you've got a young hitter in baseball, of course you start talking about the curveball. You start talking about the off-speed pitch. You know, can he deal with that? We know he can hit the fastball, but uh, the way we're going to find out whether he's going to be able to be a major league hitter is, can he hit the curveball, can he hit the off-speed pitch? And uh, that's what we're going to see with Kevin Cobb. Because, fine, you go out, you run the offense, but, you know, one out of every 15 of your passes is, is, a, pick, is a pick. You know, or let's say one every, about every 20. And you happen to be with a team that's not running the ball, so you're you're not you're going out and you're not going out throwing the ball 20 times a game. You're throwing out you're throwing it 40 times a game, right. and so rather than uh, let's say one and a half picks a game, now you got two picks a game or three picks a game, and you can see how you know if you if you get if you're headed north 30 picks, you're not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So 
You know, even if you get the 20, you think about it. You get the 20 picks. That's a lot of picks. And so that's the biggest challenge for Kevin, and he throws a catchable ball. Uh, and, and those balls that would be skipping on the ground, uh, if he, he throws it, it, maybe it's too high. It's worse if it's too high. Because if you throw anything in the middle and it's too high and it gets tipped, chances are it's going to get picked off. So that's why it's better to be wild low. And I know that a lot of the you know, uh, McNabb detractors don't understand this. It's just like a pitcher in baseball. If the guy is wild, you don't want him wild high because you know, the, the, they get those out of the bleachers. But the ones that are, that are wild low, you know, um, you got a good catcher, he knocks them down, and they don't get knocked out of the park. So, it, you know, that's what we're going to see. He's got to stay away from the interceptions. If he does that, I think he'll be okay. Uh, of course, he's got to be able to take the pounding. So those are questions, but it's really the turnovers, I think, is the biggest thing with Kevin because he's, he's shown that he can, throw, he, can throw in a, he can turn the ball over. I mean, he's, he's, he's capable of doing it. So, but, so now you're going from Donovan McNabb, who was very good at taking care of the football, and Brian Westbrook in his prime took care of the football. If he fumbled, it was, you know, it was going to snow that night. Well, now here's another problem I have with this offense. I don't know what you guys think. I'm not a huge LaShawn McCoy fan. When I sit and listen to these announcers go, boy, he looks like a young Brian Westbrook. I don't even know what they're watching. Yeah, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't Westbrook have the speed. Like? He doesn't have that kind of speed. <laughs> He, he does not. He doesn't remind me of Westbrook. Yeah, he can move. He, he's fine. But he, oh, this is what I don't get. He carries the. It seems like when the contact comes, he puts the ball two feet away from himself. He kind of got away with it last year. He, but, but to me, you can't live like that in the NFL. That's a big concern for me. So now you got a quarterback who might turn the ball over and a running back who might put it on the carpet. I mean, does that, that bother anybody else? It's bothering me right now. Yeah, I mean, you have a good point. <laughs> There, what was it? It was the Chicago game when he had a couple fumbles in that game, and he, you know, and after those couple fumbles, he, he yeah, because they were going after the ball. Yeah, they were going after the ball, and they got it out of there on him. Yeah, and, um, and granted, those were great strips that they had, but but, uh, but I, I remember afterwards, he he's still holding the ball out there, you know. So yeah, there's, there's yeah, he, some, he kind of invites that because he does hold the ball out there, uh, but you know, he's going to have to grow and. Uh, and be able to stay away from the turnovers because they really do kill you. And, you know, the big thing with Kevin is, you know, they got to know that, hey, look, we can gain a lot of yardage, but if we turn the ball over, uh, we can, we'll still lose the game. See, so. And I wouldn't be surprised if Leonard Weaver, uh, you know, starts touching the ball a lot more. I mean, it seemed like he was touching the ball a lot at the end of the season. I, I mean, maybe split carries with McCoy or something like that, but when Weaver touched the ball, he made some big plays last year, and I don't mind him touching the ball, you know, 10-plus times a game. No, I'm fine with Weaver. I like Weaver. Uh, he does everything you could ask, and he can even play tailback in a pinch. Now, they added Mike Bell, too, who probably, I guess, I mean, when was the last time he played a full season? I mean, is he even going to be healthy? So, I mean, and that's just your starting running backs right there. you got, you got LaShawn McCoy, Mike Bell, and Leonard Weaver. I guess those three guys can get it done. The question is, are they, they going to actually use him? And based on what Andy Reid has said, he probably isn't. They're saying he's not going to change his pass-run ratio. No, I, I don't think he is. I, I think Andy's going to throw the ball. Uh, and the thing about it is uh, they're so tempted by the, by the guys they, they, they have to throw the ball to. I, I think that's the reason is, uh, you know, the, the guys they have, they have some explosive weapons. 
And so that's why I think they're so tempted, tempted they're going to throw the ball. And, and they've got different things they've got to learn. Like, you don't want to get send uh, Deshaun Jackson inside and get him hit because, you know, you could end up losing him for a couple games. I mean, you can better believe teams are going to try to be more physical with him. The Cowboys did a good job the last couple of games. Uh, if you noticed, um, Denver did a good job with them. They put, uh, uh, what's his name, Champ Bailey on him. Right. And, uh, you know, not only are we going to find out about Cobb, but we're really going to find out about Deshaun, too. And, and uh, a lot of people kind of miss this. But if you notice, there were certain games where he, where he got challenged. He had somebody that could run with him. And you didn't hear a lot from Deshaun. And if, if, you're, if, if you're a superstar, you've got to be able to go out uh, where you're dealing, they're, they're putting, giving you a lot of attention, they're slowing you down, and you still got to be productive. And, and that's what we're going to find out about him. Yeah, because it seems like that's kind of a hole in his game there, G, right? I mean, he, he just doesn't – you can kind of smack him around a little bit, and he doesn't really take well to it. Well, you know, the, the Eagles have to know that he's small, so they've got to get him where they don't put him in a position where people can beat up on him. Uh, because he's got, he's got a size dis, uh, disadvantage to just about everybody, and then he's got to be no, he's got to know that he's so important to the team, he cannot you know shut it down, even if he's getting challenged and and he doesn't have a big game, he still they still need him to be productive. Right, and he and, and, and the guy on the other side, Jeremy Macklin, are going to play off of one another, and we could really see it. if Kevin if Cobb and Macklin bond. I mean, Macklin is kind of the limit to that guy. He's got the speed, he's got good size. I mean. He showed a lot last year for a rookie. And, Perry, you think this guy can have a huge year this year? Huge year? No. I, I, think, I think the guy that might have the huge, the huge year this year is going to be Brent Selleck. I mean, it, I mean it, granted it was the, the Kansas City Chiefs, but, I mean, Cobb was, Cobb was hitting him. It was, I think he, what, he caught, like, uh, you know, eight passes that game. But it, it seemed like those two were in sync. So if anyone's going to have a, a huge year this year, I, I think it's going to be Brent Selleck. Yeah, yeah I, I, expect, I expect Brent Selleck to have a big year because they, uh, they single cover him with the linebacker because they just cannot afford to, to uh, give more attention uh, to the tight end because of the other weapons they have. And so he should be able to uh, be kind of a safety valve for uh, Kevin Cobb. Uh, when he gets in trouble, he should be able to, to get the ball to Selleck regardless. And I think that that's, that's probably one of Cobb's strengths is, is just that, you know, that, that uh, in, the, in the inner part of the field, just hitting that, like, 10-yard, 15-yard pass. That's what, you know, from what I saw, it seemed like that was the pass that he always was probably the most accurate on, and that's when Selleck was catching the ball. So He, he does like that pass over the middle, and, uh, and Selleck will kill you. It's like G said, you can't, you can't commit all any you know, major resources to the guy because you got – Macklin Deshaun out there to worry about, but uh, so anyway, look, we got to take a break here real quick because we're going to get back to this. I want to talk about the Eagles' defense and uh, things that I heard. And man, I got to tell you, the more the more I hear about this Eagles' defense, it's going to get worse before it gets better. We'll be back right on the other side with G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. 
Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball. Off the glass. Football. Come on. Golf. Racing. Or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, everybody, we are back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb and Mike Perry. And we're talking about the McNabb trade and uh, the Redskins and the Eagles. And there was something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, it was a little, I, I think most Eagles fans would find it troubling. The people I've spoken to were just rolled their eyes at the thought of his defense getting actually worse. And uh, I had spoken to you guys about this before. Uh, so I was talking to someone with knowledge of the, uh, the Eagles organization that says that the main reason they brought back Jeremiah Trotter last year, obviously the linebackers were absolutely decimated, you know, just terrible. But when they said Trotter, I remember thinking, are you serious? This guy's 32 years old. He really can't run anymore. He just can't do much. So, so this guy, my guy's telling me that uh, one of the main reasons is because Mr. Asante Samuel, since uh, Dawkins left and since Jim Johnson left, I guess he doesn't have a ton of respect for anybody left. And, uh, you know, what I'm hearing is that he's, like, disrespectful to the coaches in the meetings. He's sleeping in the meetings, not doing what he's supposed to. They said there was numerous coverages last year in those Dallas games that called for press coverage, and he just shot 10 to 12 yards back because that's what he wanted to do. So, again, the thought of bringing in Trotter, I mean, what's he going to do, beat him up? I mean, but if they felt like something had to be done, that's bad. And I also heard that, if they could get rid of this guy immediately, they'd do it. And if you remember, his name came up in the McNabb trade talks to Oakland. Uh, his name was floated out there. They would have possibly 
brought Asamoah back to the Eagles. So there have been other rumblings that, you know, maybe they're not too thrilled with the song. I mean, even Andy Reid came out after the season this year and said he has to play better. Now, for Andy to say that, that's the equivalent of public flogging. You know, he always says it tactfully, but for him to even say that much is a lot. And that tells me something. Regardless of the whole Trotter stuff, whether you think he could keep the guy in line or whatever, he's a grown man, whatever. But clearly something's not right with Asante, and I think they're about done with this guy. What do you guys think? Uh, I, you know, I, I think if something were to continue to happen, I know Andy, uh, he doesn't do a good job with these type of guys. He, he doesn't feel comfortable with certain guys. And if somebody is uh, somebody who um, stirs things up, they do get rid of them. They don't try to mend it. They don't try to, um, to make it work. Uh, I think that uh, that could happen. And um, I, I just don't think, though, that they can do that right now. I mean, they just lost one of their corners. They traded him away. And to lose Asante, and you come back and you got two new corners uh, with all the other holes you have defensively, I just think I, I don't think they can they can cover all of that. So I, I just don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, I think they'll uh, maybe get rid of him after this year uh, if it continues this way. Harry, yeah, I mean, uh, when you told me that news, you know, right away I'm thinking, uh, yeah, they usually get rid of these kind of guys, but. Yeah, exactly what you said. When when you get rid of Sheldon Brown, you, you really don't have much leverage in the situation at all. Uh, you can't just say, all right, we'll get rid of Asante too, and then you're just stuck with Ocelio Hansen playing both sides of the field. can't do that. <laughs> but, um, Hobbs and Ocelio Hansen are going to be your starting yeah. quarterback, Eagles fan. Yeah, no, but, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, that if, uh, if with that first-round pick, they take a corner. I mean, that seems to be the... The popular pick in all the mock drafts around here, but I mean, it's not—it's not unrealistic. I mean, if they're—they're they're thinking about, you know, getting rid of Asante after this year, they're going to need someone to plug in. So, I mean, that—that that could be your twenty-fourth pick as a cornerback. Oh, I just—oh God, it just breaks my heart. <laughs> they got rid of Sheldon, so everyone said, "Well, now they can draft a corner." And I'm thinking, well, you—all you did was just create another need area for yourself. How many yep. draft picks do you have to fill these holes? You know. They need a pass-rushing defensive end. That will make the corners better. I, I, I don't know if it's worth it to spend that first-round pick on a corner. Well, you know, I, I think what this says, though, uh, and even though the Eagles will deny it, is that they're in a rebuilding process. I mean, that's what it says. Uh, and they know, and they're basically saying, look, when, when we get back to where we think we really can win, Sheldon's going to be too old, so we're going to move him right now in the same way they moved McNabb and get draft picks, and we're going to try to play, replace these guys through the draft. And when we think we're good enough to win, uh, we will have had you know, a, a corner or two who has been a rookie. They've gone through their growing pains, and now we're ready to win with them. And I think that's their thinking. Uh, they say they're not rebuilding, but I think it clearly says that this team is rebuilding. And due yeah, to that point, too, is one of the things the Eagles have always done very well, to, much to the chagrin of the fans, who want everything right this second, you better win right now. And obviously that's not always the best way to do it, and Dan Snyder will tell you that. They do always look toward the future. And the more you're looking at these moves with all the guys like the Curtis and then Brown and McNabb and uh, Sean Andrews, they're, they're looking, you know, I agree with your, what you're saying. It looks like they're looking a few years down the road. Now, I'll ask you guys as general managers. You get a phone call on draft day. I'll give you a second-round pick for Asante Samuel right now, mid-second-round pick. Do you take it? As the Eagles, not as Perry or Jay. Well, you know, I, 
I think with what they're thinking, yeah, they would take it. Uh, if, they, if they're uh, despondent with him and they don't think he's the type of guy that they can win with, uh, but I, um, you know, I, I think that you know they they, uh, they better just do well with the, the people they pick uh, because I think they should be able to get that for Asante because there are other teams that have pass rushers. If you got a, a guy like Asante over there who's going to pick off nine, ten balls a year, uh, I think <laughs> there are a lot of teams that would that would take that take him. Now, Perry, would you take a third? Keep in mind, you don't take a cap hit because it's still the uncapped year. So if you're going to move them, you might take less to do it now as opposed to if you wait and there's a cap implemented for the following year. You, now, you've got some serious contract uh, issues, and you know Joe Banner doesn't get down like that. Would I do it? Would take a third. <laughs> would the Eagles do it? <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't do it. Man, I mean... We, we've, we've talked about in the past about how the Eagles' defenses lack playmakers and how they need to get playmakers. He's your only playmaker on that defense right now. And, and uh, it, it's just, it's, it's for a second-round pick, maybe third-round pick stretching it. You know, it, that's a tough guy to get rid of. I mean, man, I don't know. They're, they're clearly <laughs> rebuilding now. Harry, just, you need some antidepressants over there? No, I just... <laughs> I, I know the Eagles would do it, but I, I don't know. They love. I, I tell you, you know, uh, you know, if, if you look back at some of his picks and you see how instrumental those turnovers are in winning games, yeah. you know, it's, it's not anything to sneeze at. And I know everybody likes to say, you know, get here in Philadelphia and everybody's, oh, he's got to be tackling, he's whatever. Well, you know, you, let's say you got, the, you know, similar to, let's say, Ryan Howard. He's hitting home runs. He's got to cut down on those strikeouts. Well, I tell you what, how many guys can you get in here in the league who can hit 45 home runs a year? Right. They're not there. How many guys can you go out that's going to give you eight, nine interceptions a year? They're, they're not, they don't exist. So that's why, you know, those turnovers. Um, and as I said, a couple years ago, if you ask me who was responsible for the Eagles getting to the NFC Championship game, it would be McNabb and uh, Asante Samuel. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well, you know, the, he made the, uh, you know, Asante makes the big interception to Eli to start that Giants game. Two, up, two of them. He did the same thing in the Minnesota game. Right, you're right. No, you're right. And, and <laughs> I agree with you. And just to, to, to hit on that real quick, that, the Eagles were a sixth seed visiting a one seed at their house. They were on the road. They win that game, but that wasn't a big game, just so you know. That wasn't a big game. Uh, Donovan doesn't get credit. But you're right. Asante makes that, 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 that pick in the Giants game. And the, the, the play that stands out to me in the Giants game, I don't know about you guys, the, the third and 20 to Avant to get out of the shadow of your own goalposts. Me, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing and about Donovan it. And making a huge throw. And then, you know, you got a guy like, you know, uh, Brian Balding to come out and say what he says. What what does that say about all the other guys? And see, the thing is, uh, we're gonna like a guy like Philip Rivers. Okay, I mean Philip Rivers. He the people got him as like one of the top quarterbacks. What has the guy done in the playoffs? He goes in with the best talent in the NFL. Meaning, you know, and and he does. What does he do? They lose to the Jets. Come on, you're gonna give McNabb that talent. You know, with the with the both the the, the pass receivers. Uh, the running game, uh, you got a good defense, and you can only score like a couple touchdowns against the Jets, and you get beat in the playoffs at home. Come on. And that offensive line that the Colts have, I mean, Peyton Manning hardly ever gets touched. 
He never gets to. He leaves every game with a clean jersey on. Every game. The yeah, Cavs never I mean, had that. that he does get the ball out quick. I'll give him that. But you're right. They don't get to Peyton. He doesn't have them to run for his life. And basically, if somebody does get in there, he gets on the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, time to fold up shop. Here they come. Yeah. But you're, and, and that's what bugs me, too, about, you know, thinking of that Giants game and how well Donovan played to take a sixth seed over the Super, defending Super Bowl champions. But that, that game doesn't count. The, the, the Arizona game is the big game. And then they yeah. said, like, guys like Philip Rivers. Carson Palmer. Another guy who gets a total free pass. I mean, what has he done? He's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, was he the first pick in the draft? I think he was the first pick in the draft, wasn't he? In 2003, he was the number one overall pick. I mean, and, and I'm not saying he's not a good player, but if you put the same demands, you know, the stuff they put on McNabb, what has he won? He gets to won anything. <laughs> you think he won one playoff game? No, he's never won a playoff. I think the only one he was in was the one where he got his knee shredded. I'm sorry. Well, he, he was in uh, this, this year. They, they lost to uh, the Jets. Yeah, they lost to the Jets. And his no. only other one was when he got his knee shredded against Pittsburgh. That's right. He's been injured. I mean, everyone talks about Donovan. He's injury prone. He's injury. I don't hear that about Carson Palmer. He's always got elbow problems. You know, and uh, you know, and, and the thing about it, they talk about leadership. You know, I mean, that's not a leader because T.O. went here, he came here, and acted up. Well, Chad Johnson's been doing stuff there. How long? <laughs> the thing, you know, the thing is, is that. Um, you know, uh, th- th- I hear uh, the stuff with McNabb is like, if if you come from the standpoint where they say, well, he hasn't won enough. Well, then they bring Brady, uh, Manning. But if they're talking about yardage, you know, then they'll put people like, you know, um, uh, you know, like Rivers and talk about the great years he's had. Even though he does nothing in the playoffs, well, we're not going to talk about that part. <laughs> Well, and that's the problem, G. And, and that's the only thing we our big problem was with the Donovan was just just be fair. That's all we ask. Judge everybody the same way. But Donovan obviously doesn't get that. But we got to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we'll finish up and let you people off on your uh, your Friday evening to go do whatever it is you guys do. And uh, we'll be right back here on G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in nfl history tune in to wide open with andre rison andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport there'll be celebrity guests coaches players artists and more he'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week tune in to wide open with host andre rison featured thursdays at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Hey, we're back on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with G. Cobb and Mike Perry. And, guys, as we were just coming back from the break, I saw an item here that is funny on several levels. And <laughs> it does tie into what we're talking about here with Donovan McNabb. Now, first of all, here's the first funny part. ESPN Chris Mortensen's reports. Stop right there. First of all, how does this guy still – how does anyone believe what this guy still says? He is wrong all the time. But people still run with it. Oh, he, Mort's our insider. Okay, whatever. So, according to ESPN's Chris Mortensen, Mortensen, the Bills are, quote, very open to Brian Brome as their week one starter. Now, if anybody, if you don't know who Brian Brome is, I mean, if you remember a few years ago, he was at Louisville and he was projected, he was going to be the first overall pick, this kid. Uh, it didn't happen. He falls to the second round of the Packers, who he immediately went to the bottom of the depth chart behind a seventh round pick. Um, I think it was Flynn. And, and now he's on the Bills. I mean, the guy, boy, it really doesn't look like this guy can play. So, what kind of, what, what weren't you offering for Donovan McNabb? 
if you're willing to go, to go into the season with this guy, and we we know the Bills were were you know interested in Donovan, and maybe maybe it was the lack of the extension that turned him off. But boy, you know you're going to try and tell your fans that this is our guy. That sounds like something Buffalo would do, but I mean that just that just shows you like how many how many like quarterbacks there are in the NFL that that can't play. And and how 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 little quarterbacks in the NFL can play? I mean, you, yeah. you have Brian Brom <laughs> could I mean, be I, a starting I, I quarterback was, for the Buffalo Bills. Are you kidding me? And this is why when I listen to some of these you know yahoos around in the Philly area talking about Donovan can't do this, this Brian Brom, okay, <laughs> Brian Brom, somebody's considering starting the season with him. And, and we got people in, in Philadelphia complaining about Donovan McNabb and what he can and can't do. I mean, just... Yeah, and, and back to the whole, whole Donovan thing and this whole rebuilding with the Eagles, what, what bothers me most is, is, you know, two years ago, NFC Championship game, um, this team did not have to go down the path of rebuilding. They did well, not. With a lead, with a lead too, Perry. With 10 minutes left, they had the lead, but go ahead. Yeah. They, they did not have to go down the path of rebuilding, but... It, it was that whole drafting of Kevin Cobb that screwed up everything. It, you know, if, if they just, if they, draft, if they draft Anthony Spencer, you know, it's hindsight, but if they draft Anthony Spencer, they're not rebuilding right now. They're not stuck in this position that they put themselves in. By drafting Kevin Cobb, they, I mean, they just, I think they blew it. I mean, Kevin Cobb could, could be, you know, you know, a great quarterback, but, but they blew it. They had Donovan McNabb. All they needed to do was retool that defense. All these young guns now. Donovan could have been thrown to these guys for, you know, three more years. Man, that, that draft pick of Kevin Cobb, that really put them down this whole rebuilding path a little too early, in my opinion. Gee, you think that's the case? Well, I, I think that, um, that it, it, you've got a kind of changing going on uh, with the Eagles, and I, I don't think it's just um, that. I, I think that the uh, – they're setting things up to not only move on, I think, from, from, uh, from Donovan. They're setting things up to move on from Andy, too. And uh, you can see that happening. You see how much they've got um, Howie Roseman out front. Uh, he's out front more uh, than Tom Heckard. I think they want to make Howie Roseman one of the faces of the organization. And really, he's going to be the guy calling the shots. And, then, of course, you've got Joe Banner really the guy calling the shots. And I think that they're make, gradually making that change. And I think Andy's got a couple years. I think he's going to be out of here. What has he got, uh, two or three left? Uh, and he's going to be out of here. And I think they're putting together that transition. And, and I think that uh, they've taken away some of his power. And, and, and that's why you've got some of these things going on. Uh, and I wouldn't even be surprised if, you know, Andy doesn't have as much power when it comes to uh, the draft either. No, you're right. And, and Gee, we kind of talked about this. But when you talk about Heckert, uh, he is one, he's a very respected football guy. So if you're taking, you know, he's gone. Now you have Andy, you're taking juice away from him. Say what you want, Andy's a football guy. Howie Roseman and Joe Banner aren't football guys. They, they aren't football guys. They're businessmen. And that's an important piece to the puzzle. But that kind of concerns me that you're turning over the power to a guy named, you know, Howie Roseman who 10 years ago was sitting, you know, basically the uh, water fountain was his desk outside of Joe Banner's office, and that's not really an exaggeration. As some intern, so did he come in? Did he learn the system way? Probably, you know. He, 
But to make him the face and make he and Joe Bennett the guys that are making the decisions, the football decisions, I mean, look at this. And, and Gene, this is what I was mentioning to you before about Heckert. What's the first thing he did when he got Sheldon Brown? He moved some of his money around to get him a few bucks. They didn't give him anything more in that contract. They just moved it around, moved some things up front to get him some money to be happy. Well, Don't you know, you the have thing to th- think that Heckert was in that office saying, yeah, let's, can we just move some things around to get him the money? Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Joe is in control of the money, and once a guy signs a contract, especially a guy they figure who's not going to be there much longer anyway, they're not doing that kind of thing for him. I, you know, and I really, it makes me even more sure that last year the reason uh, for McNabb's money was the fact that, you know, you had the Eagles meddling in that uh, uh, with, uh, with regard to him being, you know, uh, McNabb being sat down and stuff. So, But, um, you know, I think the big thing is that, you know, Joe Banner is the guy in charge. I don't think it's Andy Reid anymore. Uh, of course, they try to deny it. You see how they sent Andy out. And I think Andy, well, one big reason is that he got a, 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 an extension is he does play the good soldier. And basically, if they tell him to go out there and say something, he will do it. And uh, I think that um, he, he better be looking for his next job or, or you know, or to move on because I think, I think that time might be getting here. You know, yeah, and it kind of goes back to what Perry said. Two years ago, NFC Championship game, you're heading into Arizona. You know, should win the games. How quickly things change. Was it a year and three months ago? And all of a sudden, your quarterback's gone. We're about done with the coach. And I think you're right, G. I do think they're, they're, they're angling for a part with Reed. And I've got to be honest, I don't know if Reed's going to worry too much. He's, got, he's very well respected around the league. Yeah, yeah, he could definitely, he he definitely could go and get a job. Not, he can't be too worried. Yeah, he could get a job, uh, you know, uh, no problem. But I do think uh, they are, you know, moving him on, and they're doing it gradually. And um, you can see, like I said, you see Howie Roseman out there, and uh, they didn't even have Andy doing some of those news conferences. It was Howie Roseman out there. And I think you gradually got that transition going on. Joe realized that he doesn't play well. Uh, to the fans, so they're going to try to get, you know, have uh, Howie out there as a pleasant face, the nice guy, so, um, because Joe hasn't come across as being a real popular guy. No, he has not, and hey, Eagles fans, just get ready, because change is on the way, I hope that's what you wanted, because that's what you've been begging for, you've been begging for no Donovan, you've been begging for no Andy, it's on the way, and Perry and G, I want to thank you guys, as always, it's a blast. Uh, and everybody out there, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Friday night. We will see you here next week on GCOB in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Have a great one, guys. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.